The Litro Lab Podcast. Devotion by Myanna Pope Vidaman. In the garden of each soul there sits, or ought to sit, a well of devotion. The balmy air is thick with birdsong and roses, and jasmine bursts from every crack in the stone. When I was a child, I thought my well as bottomless as the waters of the earth, which give without thought or limit, and sustain all life as easily as a single cup is filled. I would happily carry to it my wooden bucket, twice the width of my young shoulders, I would tumble it into the well to drink deep from the dark waters and then pull it up on a golden rope. Often, love would meet me there and from her I learned about the many miraculous properties of devotion. We were animated, like physicians talking medicine. I came to see the well as a place of worship. I built a shrine of rock and candles. I brought pebbles and shells from long walks on which secrets were exchanged and promises made. I brought adolescent love letters, jewellery cut from glass but seen as sapphires are. I brought spontaneously gifted wildflowers and vials of tears. When I was tired, love would help me pull my bucket up. I would carry it back to my people with ant-like strength and dance joyfully from relative to friend, showering them with devotion. They drank till they were fit to burst. Still, the bucket was near full, so I sought the cups of strangers to fill them also. As I walked, devotion spilled over its edges so that flowers sprang up between my toes, bringing bees and butterflies to join my dance. Today I'm leaving bloody footprints on the track back and forth that seems longer every day. It doesn't seem possible, and yet my bucket is both smaller and heavier than it once was. It's full of leaking cracks and splinters that stab at me. Each time I must drop the bucket deeper to reach the well's diminishing reserves. I've burned off the skin of my palms, bringing the bucket up too fast. I have considered getting a new bucket, but that is a much longer journey. I am unsure where to go, and can't be certain those relying on me would survive the wait. There are so many of them now. They pull at my clothes and my hair, pleading, threatening sometimes. I try to ration so everyone can drink, but their cups have grown with their numbers, so I must set out for my well more often. On the journey, sometimes I see other women. Their feet are heavy, too. I've only seen a man once, and he walked with a straight back, swinging his bucket from one hand to the other. When I asked Love if this was women's work, she smiled, but it was a sad smile. When strangers set up camp around the garden, I thought she'd be pleased. Some of them come from gardens where the wells are blocked or empty, and we both know where that can lead. Thirst can make people do terrible things. Love is kind to them, but from me she withdraws. I want to confront the problem, but I'm in too much of a hurry to stop. She doesn't help with the bucket anymore either. I hear a tendon snapping in my wrist and I think that's what devotion sounds like. Sometimes I think she's testing me so I work harder. Tired as I am, I am blessed to have a well and cannot imagine what it means to live without one.
The grass is downtrodden and muddy and a number of the rose plants have snapped beneath my feet. Beneath so many feet. Sometimes people fight each other and steal one another's cups. I know this is a betrayal of love, but see nothing to be done about it. Besides, I'm angry with her. She's abandoned me, or she will anyway, and it's easy for her to judge the state of my garden when she doesn't even have one of her own. Love's well is infinite, I imagine. Mine is just a well, and I'm doing my best with what I have. I find myself measuring my devotion by the finger, desperate to make sure no one goes thirsty and dreading the sound their cups make inside the empty bucket and the moment I must leave them, baffled and angry, to set out back to my well. I wonder if I have made poison out of medicine. I wonder what it tastes like. Love no longer speaks to me but only watches from growing distances. She looks at me with something between amusement and pity, as though my labours are lost on her. Her mouth still moves, but between busy winds and pleading voices, I cannot hear her. Subscribe to the Litro Lab podcast on Spotify.